Welcome to IBMI DevOps Tech Talk, where we discuss key topics and questions with our CAD experts. I'm Ray Bernardi, and I'll be your host today. I'll be speaking with Alan Ashley. He's a senior solutions architect here at Arcad Software. We'll be discussing the importance of the management and protection of your test data. Let's get started. So, Alan, in some of our previous discussions, we've talked about test data management. You've talked about data anonymization and so on. Can you give us an idea of what some of the biggest misconceptions are when dealing with test data management and the protection of test data? Oh, sure. So as I've done some of the research on this and as I've you know studied our products and other products that are out there, uh, some of the things that really come to mind are people confuse encryption and masking and assuming that they're kind of doing some of the same things. Uh, whereas, you know, encryption is you, you have a key and there's a door and you can open the door and you can see the data. Whereas the masking or anonymization part of it is you open the door and the data is totally different. You know, that's one of the big misconceptions because a lot of applications use encryption or encryption at rest to protect the data. And that's really in a production standpoint. Now, another one is the anonymization and pseudo-anonymization. And yes, that is a word. Uh, not easy to say, but it is a word. Well, you uh, got it out. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It goes along the same lines where a pseudo-anonymization can be hidden behind a token or a key. It's not really anonymized. It may look it, but it's not. Um, another one is, and this is kind of, can be kind of tricky, is... You had talk, when you talk about PII, there's sensitive and then there's non-sensitive, such as my date of birth by itself is irrelevant. It's PII data, but it's irrelevant because there's nothing else in context. Uh, when you start adding it into context, then it becomes sensitive, such as if you had my name in the same record with my date of birth, with my social security number, with my address, then it becomes sensitive. If it's just a date of birth in my state, it's not really relevant. Uh, so that's some of the uh, misconceptions when it comes into the test data management and the protection of the data that really come up when we start talking to customers and looking at what products do and what customers really want out of their products. So why do we need to be worried about non-production data? Well, when you start building out your test data man, uh, test data and your test data management aspect of things, you're pulling that data from production. Now, as a former system admin, I was a system admin for a couple of decades, I guess. Um, production data is very protected. There's so many rules over it. There's audits, there's regulations, but as soon as that data comes off and becomes part of your test data off on your dev system or your QA system, or maybe even a training system, that non-production data, it kind of gets forgotten about. Well, the problem is it's still production data, just not in a production environment. So now you have to start thinking about, do your developers actually have access to this data? Are they allowed to have access? Is the data going offshore, maybe it's protected data and can't be seen outside of the US. Well, as soon as you go into these non-production environments, 
that often happens and people don't think about that. And that has been one of the things that has come up when I uh, speak at Common about this. I asked the question right off the bat, where do you get your data from for your test systems, for your dev systems? And they all go production. I was like, is it the same data? And they're like, yes. It's like, do the people that work on your test environment have access to production? Are they allowed to see the data? And more often than that, they're like, no, not really. And I say, okay, well, you realize you have PII data that they can look at. And their eyes get real big. And so that's the reason we need to start thinking about this non-production data and protecting the PII information within it. So then is there something beyond that that's driving um, you know, why we need to protect this non-production data and this this test data? I mean, what what are the forces here that are that are making us want to do this? Well, we can thank our friends over in the EU uh, for really kicking this off. Hmm. Now, if we go back through history, there's various documents around the digital age and even going back to newspapers. Uh, there's an article uh, from the Supreme Court on this back in the early 1900s, late 1800s, I believe, uh, where it starts talking about some of this protection of people's information. Now, at the time, it wasn't really PII as we know it today, but like I said, this really started coming about with GDPR coming mm-hmm. out of the EU. And from there, it has kind of explode, exploded across the globe because anybody that deals with anything in Europe has to follow those rules. And then we now have rules out of California, the CCPA, we have Law 25 coming out of uh, Quebec and Canada. They're all following the very similar type of rules that come out of the GDPR. And now still, they're looking at your production primarily. But what's going to happen is this is going to start filtering down because auditors are going to start finding out where this test data comes from. Now, with this protection, of this data from either non-production or production, you also have things called the right to be forgotten. This is where you're basically expunged from a production database. Um, Now there are some neat little tricks with this because you don't want to lose the uh, metadata that goes with it because that's something that businesses can really use. So you kind of have to fake the person in there or anonymize them. But this, you know, like I said, this goes back to our friends in the EU with GDPR. They really started kicking us down the road. And now we're all following following in and uh, trying to keep up with those rules. So it's pretty obvious that we need to be concerned about both production and non-production data, our test data, if you will. What, what can RCAD do to help? Well, here at RCAD, we do have a product called a Dot Anonymizer. It is part of our test data management suite of tools that goes along with Extract uh, that we've talked about in the past. Uh, But one of the neat things that uh, with Dot Anonymizer is it was actually born within RCAD before GDPR. So we were kind of forward thinking on this protection. So this product was already in development when GDPR came around. So we were able to jump right in and start helping customers including ourselves internally uh, for this. 
Now, one of the nice things that comes with our tool, Dot Anonymizer, is the methods that we can use to anonymize. It could be something as simple as just random. It just puts random stuff in there. You can use groovy scripts. Uh, one of my favorites is do, using regex and regular expressions uh, for that data. Now, all that sounds very manual that you're having to go through and select this field and you know make, say, oh, I want it to do this. Well, this is where dot anonymizer really helps things out here. It has a data detection uh, part of it. So you can go through and define out what you want it to look at, and it can go through and say, hey, this meets these rules. Would you like to apply it here? And so maybe it's an email address, and it can apply the email rule to it. Maybe so it it's actually automatically finds sensitive data? Yes. You tell it where to go look, and based on the rules that you give it, it can say, hey, this looks like a social security number. It may not be a social security number. It could be as much as an account number that looks very similar, but it's going to come up and say, hey, you said look at this for 85% accuracy. This was 90% matching a social security number. And here's the rule that you should probably run against it. That's now, nice. you can look at it and go, that's just a random number. It's not a social security number. You don't have to do it. But it does find those things, zip codes, names, addresses, birthdays. That's a ton of time saved right there. It is a big time saver, particularly when you have hundreds of thousands and millions of records and fields and different databases. Because I say different databases because this is what is cool is there's you know, we grew up on the IBM I, me and Ray, yeah. we, we're, we go way back on the IBM I back to we sure do. <laughs> system 30, you know, way back when. We yeah. don't want to say how old we are. But <laughs> over time, what we have found is you never have just an IBM I database. There's always a Linux server or a Windows server or something, some other Oracle database in front mm -hmm. of it. There's always something there tied into it. With Dot Anonymizer, you can anonymize both sides at the same time. And the nice thing is, is the internal mechanisms can ensure that if you're changing a name to Tom Smith from Henry Jones, every Henry Jones becomes Tom Smith so that you ha end up with usable data that still works within your applications and is still matched across your databases. So this is all becoming part of your ETL extract transfer load process. Right. And, you know, ETL is kind of a, 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 a misleading term or an overused term, I guess, because of what you're going to get out of it. Some of it can be just as much as saving it to a tape and restoring it. Um, when it comes to our test data management aspects of things, you would extract the data. You would anonymize the data. You could then transfer the data and then you could load the data. And all of this can be fed right into a pipeline. So you could be using it out of a Jenkins pipeline to say, hey, once a month, we're going to kick this off. We're going to reload our test data. We're going to anonymize it across our entire enterprise. So that's how anonymizer and a test data management can really come in and help put together a protected test environment. Thanks, Alan. Boy, there really is a lot to think about when it comes to test data management.
I mean, the policies that you need to adhere to, who has their eyes on your production data once you move it to test, whether or not you, you need to anonymize, what to anonymize, there's, there's quite a bit to think about. And making that easy, uh, easy to use, easy to install, I guess that's key as well. So, I mean, that, that follows right along with DevOps and what we're always talking about. That's why Dot Anonymizer by RCAD is a great solution for what we've just discussed. For more information, visit our website at www.arcadsoftware.com. And thanks for listening.